And here comes the COVID. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap right here on the LineStar App. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we uh, we are here at the inevitable. We knew it was going to happen at some point in time in the season. We had a positive COVID test uh, earlier this week for a player, and uh, now we have a few more popping up for the Titans. So now it looks like there's a lot of things in flux heading into the week four season. There could be some game cancellations. It's very tough to say now as we're recording this, but it's something we're going to obviously be looking at. And, and Bogman, this is kind of why I've been saying to everybody in season long, Hey, don't empty the fab tank too early because it's going to be a long year. And it's going to be some moments where some games are going to probably get canceled. It's just the inevitable. It happened in baseball and it's going to happen here in football, whether or not it happens this week, we don't know, but certainly this was huge news that came down earlier today and uh, huge news, certainly uh, going forward, potentially for week four in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know how you play a game when Tennessee can't practice until Saturday. But, uh, you know, I guess it's better to just get it done with if you can and and go. Um, So they're going to be doing all the online Zoom meetings and all that stuff from home. Tennessee is until I I don't know what the date is. I, I guess it's four days after positive tests come in when you can go back to the facility. So uh, that's why I guess the positive test came in yesterday after practice or after whatever uh, tests and meetings on Monday. And then, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday can't go. Then you can go Saturday if nothing else happens. So who knows? Uh, It's weird. You, You know, you just mentioned it. You can't do football in a bubble. So hopefully we get this on track and the game gets played this weekend, but, uh, we may be looking at alternatives or we may just be looking at a couple skip games. So yeah. uh, hopefully not. Well, it's fluid. And this is why you play DFS boys and girls, because <laughs> uh, Hey, it's the truth, right? I mean, this, yeah. this, this is it. I mean, the fact that you can have your lineups all set and uh, this was my big pivot going into baseball season. I told everybody I'm, I'm pulling out of a lot of leagues for season long and just not paying attention because I don't care because it's just going to be impossible to figure out. But I think going forward and looking at, uh, potentially, you know, moving more into DFS makes a lot of sense because you can control a lot more of what's going on. Injuries are always going to happen. It's always a part of the game. We had more injuries this week, which personally hurt a couple of my lineups because I had some Goddard. I had some Deontay Johnson. Clearly that did not work out and clearly that hurt. But in terms of what won a million dollars over on FanDuel, well, you had 220 points there. So it was Russell Wilson. Basically, uh, we talked about the good chalk. So if you had Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, that stack, well, guess what? That stack did pretty well. And, (laughs) uh, you know, and here's the thing, right? The the lineup that won, very chalky, with the exception of maybe one player who we'll get to. But if you look at this lineup that won a million dollars, it's Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. Okay, you know, easy matchup against the Jets. Okay, you take it. But even so, there were better guys that you could have had than Jonathan Taylor at that same cost of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, He was 37% drafted by the way yeah uh which was a huge percentage there dk metcalf was 34 percent uh drafted uh tyler lockett 21 then he had michael gallup who was the one-off but 
in a game where you knew the total would be very high. And then Jimmy Graham, that was the big difference for this person yeah. who won 0.9%. Jimmy Graham, not one, but two catches for touchdowns. Uh, he had six catches on the day with 60 yards. Eckler and then the Colts. So really it was the smart Michael Gallup play, which was just a way to, hey, I'm going to get off Cooper. He's cheaper. I'm going to go with Gallup instead. He turned out to have 22 points. Jimmy and when everyone 21. was down on Gallup, you know, because yeah. uh, Lamb had the big well, week, the week before. So. But, yeah. but I, I guess here's the point. I keep, so, you know, we keep trying to drive this home to the people, which is tight end to something. If you find a guy who could score a touchdown, he's a tight end one every week. That's it. And on top of that, the rest of this lineup was incredibly chalky. And yeah. you don't have to be the weirdest off the planet person to win big in tournaments. And I'm just trying to drive that home to everybody. And more, uh, you know, secondaries, uh, more passing against Seattle winning money and Seattle winning money to keep pace because their secondary is so bad. So yeah. a lot of people, I mean, I know it's let Russ cook time and all that stuff, but it's Russ has to cook because he has to feed the beast here to score points because the defense is so terrible right now, too. Yeah. And and you know what? Look, we, we understand that most of these games are going over, too. I mean, we've talked a lot about that is, is you look at the totals for this week, Boggs, and there's a lot oh. of 50s in there. Oh, yep. my yep. goodness. And I know the referees. Have <laughs> Vegas the is adjusting away. accordingly. <laughs> they, they sure have. And I know they've uh, they've adjusted accordingly, but they the refs have adjusted, too. Not nearly as many penalties, which is great because the football is more fun. It's also more scoring, which is great and more entertaining. I did see really more penalties this week. There were a little bit more this week. They were, you know why? Because they were more egregious this week because people were pushing okay. the envelopes because they haven't been called. <laughs> so that's a good like, point. Yeah, yeah, that's I, a good I think point. That's, I think that's what's going on. But still, you can't stop some of these, uh, some of these teams from scoring right now. Mainly, obviously, the Cowboys, obviously. Uh, I mean, Dak had a huge game again this week, but um, then Seattle continues to roll. And, you know, the DK Metcalf presence there has really changed, I think, for Russell Wilson, because last year he dropped a bunch of balls in the red zone. This year, when you catch them, you see what kind of a difference it makes in the stats for Wilson and the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, DK, DK should have had you two touchdowns this week, Joey. I actually kind of felt bad. I know. So, I know, you know, okay. <laughs> but he it was no matter. I told you I had the injuries, you know, look, because like my line just for just, you know, for trying to understand between the difference. Right. Similar kind of lineup. But I had DK Metcalf as well. I had Amari Cooper who just had 13 points when Gallup has 22 and he saves you money. That's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I had Dalvin Cook. They had Derrick Henry. My secondary running back had the same exact points as Jonathan Taylor. Miles Sanders was 12.7. John the Taylor scored 12.7. So what was the difference? Deontay Johnson getting hurt in that game. 0.9 killed this lineup of mine. Otherwise I am in that mix and I'm cashing in tournaments with this kind of lineup. And that's, that's the big difference It's understanding you can have a lot of the similar things, but don't be afraid of the chalk. I want to get everybody back into the chalk and back understanding your predictability is good. Having a couple differentials of of certain lineups is going to be good too. Um, Also, when you look around, I mean, I would say, uh, coming off of last week too, what we learned, I mean, we certainly learned once again from Monday Night Football that the Ravens just continue to not show up in big games. I mean, is that just, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was predictable. I mean, I had the Chiefs in that game when we when we yeah. go back and we look at it. And it you know what I despise about that me. game, Joe? What's uh, that? that? That game scored 54 points total. Do you know what the over was? Uh, 52. 53 and a half 53 and a half and I took the under yeah oh. that happened to me twice this week 
that game and Cincinnati and uh, Philly uh, was 46 and a half. They tied at 23 and went into overtime and scored no points. And I took the over on that one. So I got, I got, uh, I lost on two games by one point. So since we're talking uh, about bad beats, I had a five team parlay because I like to be silly sometimes and have some fun. And I got four of the five things right, and I could have cashed out at $62 or whatever. It was like, it was like offering me a thing. It was like, well, it was like a $10 bet. I could have cashed out at 60 something, or I could have gone for what's behind door number three, which basically <laughs> was the Chargers just winning the football game. That's it. It was the Chargers Ugh. on the money line. The Chargers on the money line against the damn Carolina Panthers. That's, that, that's on us, though. That, that's on us for expecting a rookie quarterback. To be, to be good in Panthers? his second start. No, well, just to be good in his second start. I you know, know uh, but I it doesn't really matter who they play it. unless that's it's the Jets. I, that's why I, I took that's why I took him on the money line because I thought the defense could at least show up. Yeah, uh, but whatever. I mean, you, you know, almost beat the world champs last week, and then you lose yeah. to Carolina, who right. is one of the five worst rosters in the NFL. Might may not be the five worst teams, but the roster is not great. Oh, bro, are we looking for a, uh, two weeks in a row for Mike Davis to be good, though? Because next week he goes against Arizona. And, like, on DraftKings right now, he's at 5,700. That's an intriguing play next week because he was very active. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, they kind of just put him in that uh, CMC role and, and let him do his thing. And, you know, not great between the tackles and everything, but really good at catching the ball. And, you know, um, played 76% of the snaps. Uh, you know, I think. What was it? He had 39. They gave uh, seven to the fullback as well, and then two to Reggie Bonifant, two snaps. So uh, he's going to be the main guy, and they're obviously sticking with the one-back system, and they're not breaking things up because, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's gone. So, yeah, I, I think he's definitely playable this week. All right, here's here's a provocative question after this past week. Who's more important to the Saints, Drew Brees or Michael Thomas? that's why i get the medium bucks baby i ask the tough questions um good question right yeah you know on the roster won some games with the new orleans saints last time i checked well i'll say this that alvin Kamara is the most important piece in that offense i mean you know that alvin Kamara in season long would be fourth if he if you just gave him his running or his uh receiving statistics he would be uh the fourth wide receiver Right now, he is catching balls uh, and, and he looks he looks like the Alvin Kamara from two years ago. You can really see the impact of the knee and the back and all that stuff. Sure, maybe a lot of people thought it was an excuse for Kamara coming into the season, but it was a legit excuse. So uh, he looks polished and ready to go. But I mean, I think after watching three games of Drew Brees, and this is why I picked the under on that game, it didn't hit. But this offense does not look good with Drew Brees at quarterback right now. And uh, for some reason, he can't throw the ball downfield very well. He, even I think PFF has him rated fairly low on deep balls and, and all that stuff. So uh, he he's not looking like the Drew Brees we know and love yet. No, no. And, and, and you know, Taysom Hill gets involved and, you know, they signed Winston and not the, you know, Winston has his warts. We all know that, but it's. It's tough right now. I think Tampa's on the upswing. The pieces are starting to come together. I would also say right now, it's hard not to say that Tampa's the best team in that division. I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it right now until further notice. We'll see what happens going forward. But right now, that's my feeling. Uh, we also had the Vikings this past week lose again. <clears throat> Stop me if you heard this one before. And the Falcons oh. lose again. 
blowing a lead and uh, a change of quarterback <laughs> with Nick Foles. We'll see how much productivity comes of that. I don't know. I don't want to put too much stock into what I saw last week from Nick Foles because it was the Falcons. So I'm not going to do that. But here's a fun Kirk Cousins stat going to the Vikings. I was doing a little prep for the show for tomorrow on the television. <laughs> and I uh, checked this out because I remember last year we were, I remember pining about, oh man, Kirk Cousins is going to lose his job. He's so bad. He's so bad, right? Check this out. You ready for this? You ready for this? Check yeah, this out. I'm ready. September 2019, 735 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. No bueno. That was for the whole month of September, okay? October through November. You ready for this? Now I'm ready. 2,021 yards, 18 touchdowns, one interception. What? <laughs> wow. Wow. And that, that was, he missed games with a, uh, didn't he break his thumb? Um, uh, yeah, he, Drew, we're talking about Breeze, right? I mean, come no, on. no, we're talking about Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cousins. I'm yeah, sorry. I thought Kirk we were still on Breeze. No, no, uh, this is Kirk Cousins going back to the, yes, the Vikings look bad. Yes, Kirk Cousins uh, looks bad, but he looked equally bad last year. I wish you would not have told me that's that, honestly. Like, oh, I, I don't like it. that. Now you want to buy in. Oh, oh, wait, you ready? Here's some more fun. You ready for this one? In the next uh, three games, he gets the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Atlanta Falcons. What up? <laughs> uh, the Texans, the Seahawks, and Atlanta Falcons. All right. Well, I mean, the Texans are probably a little tougher than people give them credit for. But, I mean, if Watson doesn't have it going, they have nothing. So, uh, Seattle, terrible. Atlanta, terrible. So, that that's, I mean, that's the, the get right track right there. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, maybe you would switch, uh, you know, yeah, Houston with someone, but uh, Seattle and Atlanta, that's the get right track if you ever had one laid in front of you. So let's go. Yeah. So look, obviously, you know, it's it, not saying last year is going to repeat itself, but I'm just saying as bad as it looks now, it's happened mean it before. Around. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, the Jets look bad, too, but <clears throat> that's expected. By the way, how how exciting is that going to be? You're going to have uh, Brett Rippin on Thursday night against uh, the New York Jets. Woo, man. Sign oh. me up. Where's Good Lord. Game? Yeah. Can yeah. You know, that game? <laughs> they, they, you know what? I think I might take them. The Broncos are really banged up, especially on defense. Uh, and uh, they just lost uh, Drell Casey and I think uh, Harris as well. So um, it, it does not look good for them on defense right now. And I don't know the the jets aren't good, but Broncos offense, they're also starting Brett Rippon in his first start in the NFL ever. Yeah, but isn't the first start always the bet? Like Driscoll last year on on uh, Thanksgiving, everyone's like that guy, and he almost won that game, right? Yeah, and then you have, yeah, uh, well, Justin Herbert. Justin Just watch Justin Herbert yesterday. Right. Or I'm, I'm two starting weeks to think ago. like this is the biggest trap ever. Everyone's going to be on the Jets, and I. I might take the path less traveled by, and I might just stick with those Denver Broncos because the Jets are a hot mess. I just can't do it. They're just so bad. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I want to take a victory lap with you. You and I are going to hold hands on this one. All I right. know we talked about this on Black Book Pod, so it's not going to come as a surprise to anybody if you listen to that show. <laughs> but DeAndre Hopkins is the best fantasy-wide receiver, period. And yeah. um, you can come at me all you want, but the numbers don't lie. Oh, and he's healthy. How about that? How about the fact yeah. he's on the field? How about no, however, who's playing quarterback? The guy is awesome, and Bill Bryan is a giant putz. How about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people in Arizona want to give Bill O'Brien the key to the city here in Phoenix. So uh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense because he just let himself get completely robbed in that trade. I mean, David Johnson is 
maybe better than some people expected him, but he still kind of looks like he's running in quicksand a little bit. So not as bad as last year, but he doesn't look spry. I'll say that. And I watched him last week against Pittsburgh, obviously. But, uh, I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins is just a stud. And I just never understood the he can't be as good as he was without Deshaun Watson. Obviously, people had just not watched Kyler Murray throw the football or understood what Cliff Kingsbury's offense is. It's, you know, uh, four wide every single play, sometimes five wide, uh, and throw, 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 throw the ball. And and that's what they do. And why is Hopkins going to get worse going to an offense that passes the ball more? That made no sense to me. So, yeah. Uh, To bring things full circle here before we put a bow on week three and start looking at week four, uh, the DK million dollar lineup was, uh, guess what? Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup, Derrick Henry, <laughs> Colts defense. Hmm. Sound familiar? Now, here's yes. the difference, though, because obviously it's, it, you know, it was able to sustain, believe it or not, Austin Hooper, who had just five points, 1.17% rostered, right? Uh, but it made up for it with the running backs. Somehow, this person had 24 lineups in. They had Jeff Wilson Jr. at 2.4%. He scored 21 points, which was a no-brainer. We talked about him falling in the end zone. It's funny because we liked it more on FanDuel than on DK, but there it is on (laughs) DK showing up. Because because why? Because it was min's salary, basically. And you know who else was? Rex Burkhead at 4K2, who had 34 points. So you would think Burkhead would have been in the FanDuel one. Nope. That full-point PPR for Burkhead with the huge day he had with uh, 49 receiving yards, 49 rushing yards, seven catches, Two rushing touchdowns, receiving touchdown, and a partridge in a pear tree, 34.8 for him. So, once again, a very chalky lineup. Even Wilson was kind of, you know, like, well, you know, it's cheap, but it's cheap chalk. Burkhead was the thing out of nowhere that nobody could have predicted, and that was the difference maker there. So, um, it's – and it wasn't like by a point. This person won by six, so it was a pretty good one. And the lineup right before that, Russell Wilson – Dalvin Cook, oh, that sounds familiar, Austin Eckler, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, and Jimmy Graham, which was their one-off, but it also had Burkhead, believe it or not. So uh, Randall Cobb, Odell Beckham. So look, once again, these are not you know things that's a complete crazy stuff going on. Uh, the other thing I'm going to take away, too, real quick, is uh, uh, I'm going to put my flag of A.J. Green down for a while, and I'm going to pick up the Tyler Boyd one instead. Oh, it's yeah. Better for my health going forward. I really... How did nope. he not get in the end zone? T Higgins stole two touchdowns from him. That's oh, why I'm five for yeah. six on my touchdowns. Now I was so aggravated. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, so let, let, <laughs> let's, let's bury week three. Let's move forward. Cause we had a lot of good stuff here. I mean, you know, it's, it's, we really did. I mean, nobody had Burkhead except those two teams basically. So yeah. I wouldn't beat yourself up over that, but this is something to remember that James white role is something. And if Burkhead continues to work for this team, they're going to keep using him because he was good against Seattle too. Uh, but they've got a tough matchup this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. I wonder if the Chiefs are kind of coming off a little bit of a short week, running high, you know, maybe letdown game because they got to be careful because New England is ready for them. This was a bad loss for New England last year at home. They should have won this game. There was a call that was a bad call in this game, but on top of which um, there was another moment or two where you know the, the Patriots didn't take advantage of what they should have. So I think it sticks in their craw. I can't wait for this one. I'm going to be glued to it. But, I mean, the Chiefs look so good right now. Is there any chance they might get caught napping here? 
Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think any team can be a little overconfident going into a game and all that stuff. And if you think that the Patriots are no good just because Tom Brady left town, uh, you know, look, adding Cam Newton, Cam Newton's a stud. So uh, he and, and they have found and this is why I hate your team, Joe. They have found different ways to move the ball. You know, they can do it on the ground. They can do it through the air. They, they'll adjust to what they need which makes it tough to know uh, the game script. But, um, I mean, but Kansas City's defense looked pretty strong against Baltimore. So we'll see how that one plays out. That's going to well, be an interesting did, game to go over. They were able to take out uh, Andrews for three quarters of that game. And, yeah. I, and I think that that's the difference. And, and, you know, with Baltimore, it's, you know, they, they took it. I mean, it should have been a bigger blowout, too, because it should have been, was it 34, 31 to, to, to 10 or whatever it was. Yeah, because yeah it should have hit the under. You're right. It should have because no. that that kick return for a touchdown. You take that away, this is a this is a blowout. They get thirteen points, I think, or something in that game, right? Because they just scored right. twenty, yeah, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be a very. I mean, we're really looking at that game differently if not for that kick return touchdown, which was one Absolutely. hiccup, and you can't account for that. But that's why you didn't get your under. So, really, you should have in the first place because that's a one-off weird thing. Um, but yeah, that that's going to be a fascinating game. The early line on that one, I'm just looking at it right now, trying to pull things up here is. Kansas City, seven-point favorites at home. Mm. I don't know. I, I think that's a lot. I would definitely like the Patriots side of this one. I'm not saying the Pats are going to win. I don't think they're going to get their doors blown off either. I think I'm not going to pick it here, but that that is going to be that is going to be a fun one to go over and double check and redouble check and you know second guess that line moves. That I don't want to get on yeah. that line now. I feel like if <laughs> yeah. the week goes on, it's going to get a little closer. <laughs> you want to jump on that bad boy? Um, Let's continue to fly through. We'll hot take these games real quick. The Panthers are going to host the Cardinals. Hopefully Murray plays a little better. It wasn't his best game, but you know, once oh, again, Hopkins and him. Kyler Murray is going to be great. Another 50 game right there. Uh, Washington against the Ravens. Uh, I would assume you think the Ravens get right in this one coming up too. And I would go right back to the well, by the way, with Mark Andrews, because it's not going to be two quiet games in a row for him. No, I can't imagine it is. I mean, I lost when he dropped that touchdown, I lost two uh, matchups, you know, weekly season long matchups. So that aggravated me. But yeah, I mean, you know, this is a blip on the radar for the Ravens. They're still a really, really good team. Uh, by the way, you know what the, the line is for this one? The Ravens minus 13. <laughs> big number uh, <laughs> on the road. That's a big number. It's almost too big for my taste. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah. Ravens might just take a take it out on the Washington football team, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean Haskins team. looked real bad last week. He so did. it's the Kyle Allen era is going to begin soon. <laughs> Maybe get Alex Smith. Who knows? You got you got Nick Foles. Why why don't we get Alex Smith this week? Anything's possible. Uh the yeah. Browns and Cowboys. So um look, if the Browns have any chance in this game, don't let Baker Mayfield throw the ball. Just run, run, run. That's what I want to see. I think Hunt oh, is going to no. be. He's going to have to throw the ball, though. Oh, like, that's that's the problem, and that it that's is a problem. But but for us, I like it for Jarvis Landry. He's fairly cheap this week. OBJ is cheaper than normal, so uh, there's going to be some plays. I think for the Browns this week, I like Kareem Hunt. That's who I like. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's a good a, one too. He's around six K on DK going into this week. He's going to be in a lot of lineups right now, I can tell you, because that's the guy I'm looking forward to catching the football and, and giving the Cowboys fits. I think he is a matchup disaster for that defense because they're missing linebacker play right now, and that's exactly where Kareem Hunt is going to catch passes, and that's exactly where they're going to be lacking, and I can't wait to see that. And On the flip side, Brown's defense is uh, 
you know, Miles Garrett's played very well, but I don't know. You think this is another giant? I mean, Vegas thinks so because they got a 55 spot on this game. Well, they've got eight games over 50 points this week. That's, we only have, have four. Have you ever seen that before? I don't think I've ever seen that before. I, I can't remember. I, I'm sure we've come close. Where nobody plays defense anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all week 17. Yeah, I think this is just a product of banged up players and, uh, you know, just the way everything's been trending, everything towards an over. So they're just making it, I think, kind of, uh, you know, uh, I, I think all the lines come out from uh, FanDuel and, and all those other places. And, and I think it's just you can't just pick all overs and go 10 and you know five or whatever. You can't just double up doing that. So I think that's kind of what the purpose of this is. I don't think uh, most of these 50 point games are going to go over at this point, but I'll have to really dive in. So, uh, but eight games over 50 points uh, at this point is a ton, Joey. That's going to be, it's going to be tough to pick those over-unders this week. It is, it is, but we're going to do it anyway on Friday. So make sure you are subscribing to the pre-snap podcast and Thursday, you get your DFS preview Friday. You get your wagering preview. We'll get you all set for the weekend of NFL games. Chicago Bears are home underdogs against the Colts. Um, Listen, I'm fascinated to see if Nick Foles can repeat his performance from last Sunday against a much better defensive team in the Colts. I'm skeptical he could do it. Are you? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he cannot. So uh, the Colts should win this one going away. And Trubisky's back in a quarterback today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Here's this one I like a lot, actually. Bengals and Jaguars. By the way, you know James Robinson? Here's another fun nugget. You like the fun nuggets? Like, I'm full of oh, fun Oh, yeah, nuggets. of course. Get your dipping sauce ready because I got fun nuggets for you to dip them in. Uh, fun nuggets. You know James Robinson is on pace for a 1,500 all-purpose yard season right now? I'm not surprised, dude. I, I wasn't I wasn't real sure about James Robinson. and well, I certainly that, wasn't. Yeah, watching that Thursday night football game, he looked great. So not Gaskin, good. He fairness. looked great. Gaskin looked pretty good to me, too. He was bouncing runs outside, and then and he would get down to the goal line, and they would give it to slow Jordan Howard, and he would get stuffed down there. And I'm thinking yeah, to myself, you know, let the fast guy run. What's the problem? Well, well, yeah, this is what they're doing. Well, Gaskin's so small, you know. So You know what? That makes him hard to find. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know? I, I don't like that bit that, that teams do. I don't like a goal line back. I don't like, you know, Jordan Howard Gillisley, like we if mentioned last goal week. goal line back is Jerome Bettis, I'm okay with it. Right. You know? But it's not nowadays. You don't have those kind of dudes, okay? Yeah, I I kept waiting for, like, what, what are they, like, I thought, that maybe Jordan uh, Jordan Howard's hamstring injury was hampering him, and they're like, well, we don't have a goal line back, so we'll just use him at the goal line until his hamstring's all the way good and he can play a full game. No, Gaskin's just better, uh, and, and that's what it is. Better. But his upside is capped because he's not going to get those touchdowns when they get down to the five because they are going to Howard in that area. So don't like that at all for uh, you know, his, his future moving forward. But James Robinson is the complete back. He's getting all the carries. He's getting everything. So uh, I, I'm going to have him in a couple lineups this Look, week. I love least, it. Joe. I'm going to be honest, dude. I love this game. I do. Yeah. I like Robinson. I like Burrow. I like Boyd. I love this game. I'm 48 all and a half looks low uh, based on, uh, based on this week's lines. You know what I mean? So based on this week's lines, everything looks low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going to have the Chargers and the Bucks. Um, look, uh, we were all in Austin Eckler last week, but that Bucks defense against the run is tough. Um, they're going to really have to get him working out in the passing game. Buccaneers defense, pretty good. They were pretty good last year, especially, 
you know, Brady can protect the football a little bit more, not throw so many picks. Otherwise, you're just Winston all over again. But who can you play uh, in this game, though? You can't play uh, anybody. No. Well, uh, you no. know what? Nobody. Mm-mm. This might be a yeah. hard pass game of the week when you're, when you're talking about it now. You're not and it's wrong. got a low over 243 and a half. This is if your Herbert avoid game. Plays, I do like Keenan Allen still because they are forcing that ball. 19 to Keenan Allen, like targets. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's true. That's I'll give you Keenan Allen if Herbert plays for sure. But I don't think Herbert's going to play. I think they're going to go back to Tyrod if he should be good. And, um, you know, you you can't play a running back for Tampa Bay, even though we think they're going to be up. Godwin has the hamstring. Mike Evans only he did have two touchdowns, but he only had two catches last week. O.J. Howard, you know, Gronk got in last week. So, I, I mean, maybe Hunter Henry, if he has a good price. I haven't looked him up yet. Or um, Keenan Allen, like you mentioned. That's it, though. That's it. Yeah, by the way, James Robinson on DK is just 6,500. Yeah. Don't point that out there. Who would you rather 6, this 6,600, by the way, on FanDuel. Okay, so James Robinson's at 65. Would you rather have him or would you rather have, let's say, Daryl Henderson or Mike Davis at 58 or 57 on DK? Because mm, those are good matchups, no. too. You got Carolina. No, I'm going with James. You're going to go with James on the road yeah. despite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't uh, – I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. It's it's crazy. All right, this next one, you're going to have the Minnesota Vikings and the Houston Texans. Oh, the Battle of Ophers. What an exciting game, or at least we're hoping we're going to get this game. It's, uh, yeah, fingers it's, crossed. Fingers crossed. So, you know, we'll, we'll dive more into this one as the, uh, as the week allows, possibly. But right now, that's a fun one because nobody wants to go 0 for 4. <laughs> I can tell you that one. Well, I, and, and, you know, they're, they're probably, I feel like this game is going to get played because Minnesota came back day one. Obviously, it could take a couple days to pop up for positives, but they came back with no positives, uh, you know, after the, the, uh, the, the Tennessee bit already. So I think this game gets played, but like how many days of practice is Minnesota going to miss before they get back in there, right? And are we going to go over with Houston when they looked so terrible in the second half against Pittsburgh last week? I don't, I don't know. know. I will tell you, you know. this. I, I don't always do this, but when I do, I'm usually right. I haven't done it yet. I might Will Fuller this week. I think it's a Will Fuller kind of week. It just Dude. get him at home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him home against the Vikings secondary. Yeah. 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 No, that's oh, a yeah. good call. Oh, yeah. and- it's dangerous. It is not a cash game play. But I will have some <laughs> Will Fuller. I can tell you that right now. No uh, 59 on DK. And let me just look at uh, yeah, the FanDuel. 59 on DK is where I like it a lot. 61 on D on FanDuel. So. Yeah, it's about the same, but similar, similar range there. Pretty good. Yep. Not bad. I uh, got the Saints on the road against the Detroit Lions. Any hot takes from this one for you? Um, I mean, the Lions look pretty good, and they're uh, aren't the are the Lions two and one right now? Is that the record? Uh, the Lions are one and two. They one and lost two. Green okay. Bay and then they lost the. Oh, they should have beat Chicago. They should have beat, beat Chicago. That's what yeah. it was. And they yeah, had a yeah. lead against Green Bay. So right. Right. This is, a, this is an intriguing one because they are four four and a half point underdogs at home, and this yeah. has a big total of fifty four. <laughs> this is another fifty. Yeah, that that one's going to be a fun game too. Uh, I'm hoping Mike Thomas comes back, and obviously it's a different game if he does. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he missed one more week. So. Uh, uh, I'm going to be rolling Alvin Kamara in pretty much everything, I think. What, so what do you he's going to be chalk, chalk, chalk. What, what do you think of the Miami Dolphins at home against the Seahawks? Is it naked Ryan Fitzpatrick time? Because it feels like it's, it might be. Stack them, man. Stack them. 
Give me With Gesicki. Who, though? I don't give feel me, good about anybody. Give me, give me Parker. Give me Gesicki. Give me Fitzy. Uh, right. I'm, you I'm, know what? Gesicki, you got me on that one. I like it. Gesicki, I, I will do that. That is that is fair. Hey, look, that, Parker that, was not 100% this week. Uh, they played on Thursday. So he's had extra time to rest, and they weren't going to anybody else. Preston didn't get a bunch. Jakeem Grant got a couple. So give me Parker, give me Gasicki, and, and give me Fitzy. I like I, I we just talked about Miami uh, it, with Miles Gaskin and his limited upside because of no touchdowns and stuff. So I don't want him, even if he's cheap. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like Fitzpatrick. I like Parker. I like Gasicki. I think they're all playable this week. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, uh, let's continue on here with these games and hot take the rest of week four. Um, the Rams defense, I love this week against the Giants. They, I mean, <laughs> the run it's game be is the biggest line. <laughs> well, I mean, it is uh, 12 and a half point favorites for the Rams. So we'll see if they can make that work. So well, Baltimore's uh, uh, 13. Well, Baltimore's so I guess bigger. Baltimore. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Rams defense definitely worth paying up for this week against the Giants. They're going to turn the ball over a ton on the road here. Uh, Buffalo Bills against the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, Josh Allen. Is another guy too. I mean, he has got 10 touchdowns and one pick on the year. Who saw that coming? And I'm not talking about rushing touchdowns. I'm talking about passing. Yeah. He is second in the league in yards, passer rating, and touchdowns. Holy crap. When did yeah, this happen? I just read a big PFF article on him too about how he's, uh, you know, uh, not only is he hitting the deep balls because, uh, you know, Brown and, and Diggs and all those guys, Gabriel Davis, all these guys are getting uh, nice separation from corners, but he's much better at that those intermediate and short routes than he was last year, too. So he just looks good overall this year. So but this one is begging for an under, isn't it? Isn't it? The Raiders uh, kind of banged up. You know what? I would think so. But <sighs> probably they, they yeah. keep hitting overs. And I understand. But but this one to me feels like well, you know here's the problem I have is the Bills defense is very good but they haven't played very well they still yeah. personnel feel good but you know you you give up all those points in the second half of a game I mean I'm starting to starting to get a little fishy there with the Bills defense I need some more time to marry they've been banged up in at linebacker the Tremaine Edmonds and Milano yeah. have been uh, you know not playing at 100 percent for sure it's true um, I would lean the under right now we'll yeah. see how I feel about it on Friday but. You know, it's all these games have been, you know, every time it's I told you, like, it can't get there. It goes over there. Uh, we already talked about the Chiefs and Pats. So let's wrap things up here with the 49ers hosting what's what's left of the 49ers hosting what's left of the Eagles. The Niners are going to be seven point favorites there. Um, I go back to that McKinnon. Well, um, da- Dallas Goddard's going to be out for this game. I don't know if we're going to get Jeffrey in this game yet. I don't know if we're going to get Deshaun Jackson healthy enough to play in this game. Man, it's looking real bad for the Eagles right now, and it does not look good this week against the 49ers. Yeah, I the talk about terrible primetime games, Joey. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh. We've got the well, Niners well, and Eagles like and, and Packers Monday night. <laughs> that one's awful too. Like that one's the best one of the three, but it's uh, easily, easily the worst one. So yeah, I mean Jeff Wilson Jr., I think, is probably gonna get in a bunch of lineups after his two touchdown week last week. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And maybe Debo might be able to come back this week too. Uh, so that, but that's going to take a little bit and we didn't get Kittle. Maybe Kittle comes back. So maybe some pieces returning for the Niners, but you know, it doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to be good to go. He's probably going to be listed as doubtful. And then, uh, you know, uh, 
Kittle is a question mark. I, I don't know. Th- this game's going to be terrible, uh, but the Eagles are real bad. And it's not just like the Eagles are bad and all this stuff. No, Carson Wentz is playing bad too. You know, yeah. even with a bad oh, offensive you saw that line. Stat, right about how like of all the wins, like the percentage, like most of his wins in the last two years have been against the Giants and the uh, and the Washington football team. What, so, uh, dude, he's had like twelve turnover worthy throws, and I think the next highest is like six. So yeah, it's uh, just it's he not has good. not been great. And it, it doesn't help that the weapons aren't great, but you know, at a certain point, you got well, Sanders is good. The tight ends are Sanders good. He made it work ball. with the Whiteouts last now. year. There's only one tight end left now, unfortunately. I'm going to leave you with this before we close the show today. Here's my question for you. You ready for this one? Other great. I'm question. ready. Will the team that wins the NFC East be seven and nine? No. <laughs> no, I got Cowboys got to go at least eight and eight. Eight and eight. All right. I've got an eight and eight Cowboys. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, they're one and two. They got a chance. But you look at this division no Saquon with the Giants, the Haskins and the, and the, and the Washington boys, and Wentz throwing, you know, turnovers everywhere. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. I can't wait to see if we get our Kirk Cousins turnaround, though, once we hit October. Because guess what? When we hit the end of the week, it's October. Are we going to get October surprise Kirk Cousins Ugh. again like we got last year? We'll find out. So make sure you subscribe to the show here and go get that LineStar app and upgrade to that premium product, the best tool site in the history of the universe for DFS. So go to LineStar app upgrade right now and go follow us over on the Twitter machine at LineStar app and at LineStar NFL while you're at it. You can follow us too at Bogman Sports at Joe Pizzapia 17. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the huddle and sit down. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.